the U.S. could soon run out of money to support Ukraine. The trailer for Grand Theft Auto 6 just dropped. And we've got Oxford's new word of the year. That's some of what we'll get to on The 7 from The Washington Post. I'm Jeff Pierre. It's Tuesday, December 5th. Let's get you caught up with today's seven stories. At number one, the U.S. just set a grim record for mass shootings in a single year. The 37th and 38th mass shootings this year happened on Sunday in Texas and in Washington state. That means 2023 has seen the highest number of mass killings with guns in any year since at least 2006. And for context here, the Post defines a mass shooting as an event in which four or more victims were killed. The latest deaths brought the total number of people killed in these shootings in 2023 to 197. That is another record. But that's also just the tip of the iceberg of overall U.S. gun deaths. More than 48,000 people died of gunshot wounds last year. The number of mass killings with guns dropped during the first year of the coronavirus pandemic. But as daily life returned to normal, the frequency of these shootings crept back up. Advocates say the new records should act as a wake-up call for lawmakers who oppose gun regulations. Number two, Israel's military is pushing deeper into the southern Gaza Strip. Israel has called this a new phase of its war in Gaza after a pause in fighting fell apart on Friday. Satellite images have shown dozens of armored vehicles just outside Khan Yunus, the biggest city in the south of the territory. Thousands of civilians who have fled northern Gaza since last month are now facing new evacuation orders in the south. But yesterday, the U.N. Secretary General said that for people ordered to evacuate, there's nowhere safe to go and very little to survive on. And the violence in Gaza has spilled over to the other Palestinian territory, the West Bank. Nightly Israeli raids in the Janine refugee camp have killed dozens of Palestinians since Hamas's attack on Israel on October 7th. Israel has also stepped up arrests across the West Bank, and Palestinians have been displaced from their communities by increased settler violence. The U.S. could soon run out of money to support Ukraine. That is number three. The White House told Congress yesterday that funding for Ukraine will dry up by the end of the year. The warning came in a letter from Shalanda Young. She's the Office of Management and Budget Director. She said that running out of money would, quote, kneecap Ukraine in its war with Russia. So what now? The Biden administration has requested around $61 billion for Ukraine, but it's struggling to convince Republicans in Congress to back that effort. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan spoke about the issue at a White House briefing yesterday. Congress has to decide whether to continue to support the fight for freedom in Ukraine as part of the 50-nation coalition that President Biden has built, or whether Congress will ignore the lessons we've learned from history and let Putin prevail. It is that simple. It is that stark a choice. And we hope that Congress, on a bipartisan basis, will make the right choice. The Senate is expected to vote on the plan this week. Number four. The Supreme Court seemed torn about a bankruptcy plan for Purdue Pharma. The pharmaceutical company declared bankruptcy in 2019. It faced thousands of lawsuits and allegations that the company helped fuel the nation's opioid crisis by marketing its painkiller, OxyContin. 
Now its bankruptcy plan is under scrutiny. The plan would allocate billions of dollars to ease the opioid crisis, but would also shield the Sackler family, which owns the company, from future lawsuits. Yesterday, justices appeared to be split about whether the plan is legal. The bankruptcy fight is part of a reckoning over the role of businesses like Purdue in what has become an unprecedented public health crisis. A ruling in this landmark case is expected by early next summer. At number five, math scores for U.S. students hit an all-time low on an international exam. The test is known as the Program for International Student Assessment, or the PISA exam. It's taken by hundreds of thousands of students in 81 countries, and the 2022 test was the first comparison of global achievement since the pandemic upended education across the world. Data released today showed that U.S. 15-year-olds had a 13 percentage point plunge in math scores since 2018, but the U.S.'s relative ranking actually improved compared to other countries. Number six, the first trailer for Grand Theft Auto 6 has been released. This has been a long time coming. It's been 10 years since Grand Theft Auto 5 set sales records for a video game. Rockstar Games dropped the trailer for the follow-up yesterday after it leaked on social media. Well, look who's back. The only way we're going to get through this is by sticking together. It gives us a glimpse into the chaotic lives of people in Vice City, a fictionalized version of Miami. The game stars a couple named Jason and Lucia. It seems to acknowledge how live streaming, TikTok, and public freakout videos flood the internet and pop culture. But you're going to have to wait a little while longer to play it. The trailer said the game won't be released until sometime in 2025. And at number seven... Oxford's word of the year for 2023 is Riz. So what exactly is Riz? Oxford Languages defines Riz as a person's ability to attract a romantic or sexual partner. Back in the day, we called it having game. Oxford says that the word is Gen Z slang that's probably short for charisma. It took off this year after actor Tom Holland used it in an interview with BuzzFeed to describe his alleged lack of romantic skill. I have no Riz whatsoever. I have limited Riz. My brother Paddy has ultimate Riz. I don't know. I need you to fall in love with me, really, for it to work. So long game, probably making a movie with each other. It definitely helps when the characters you're playing are falling in love with one another. You can sort of blur the lines a little bit. That's kind of where my Riz is at. And I'm, you know, I'm locked up, so I'm happy and in love. So I've got no need for Riz. Tom is, of course, dating the actress Zendaya, and many would argue that you would have to be the lord of all things Riz to pull that off. So Riz is a term to capture the year's more confident and outgoing mood as we emerge from 2022's word of the year, Goblin Mode. You can look that one up on our website. That's the show for today. Before you go, I want to tell you about a new listening experience launching today. Try This is the first audio course from The Washington Post. And if you're into the brevity of the seven, you're definitely going to appreciate Try This. The first course is about how to sleep better. And each class or episode is under 15 minutes long. And the best part is that you'll hear a familiar voice. Friend of the show and editor, Christina Quinn. She's the host of Try This. We all need a little boost taking on life's common challenges. So be sure to follow Try This on your podcast app right now. 
I'm Jeff Pierre, and I'll meet you back here tomorrow. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen.